Chapter 10 The Complete Works of Brand the Iconoclast, Volume 1, by William Cowper Brand. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by William Jones. Chapter 10 The Woman Thou Gavest Me now that the clarion voice of the reformer is heard in the land demanding for a woman all the rights and privileges enjoyed by the sterner sex perhaps it would be well to ask the fair client to come into court and establish that natural equality so vigorously claimed for her as well as the fact if fact it be that she is being wronged and cruelly oppressed by the tyrant man is it possible that the dear creature has for some thousands of years been robbed of her birthright and relegated to an inferior position in matters mundane simply because her biceps are not so large as those of her big brother and she has no warlike whiskers as her attorneys in the suit to try title to this world's wardship clamour for truth without trimmings and rest their case upon principles of justice untainted by prescription or premunery suppose we grant their prayer and proceed to the consideration of their cause unhandicapped by chivalric sentiment that the greater intelligence should control the lesser must be conceded to deny it would be to deny man's right to the life and labor of inferior animals to question god's authority to govern man or beast if the experience of several thousand years may be admitted in evidence the subserviency of the minor to the major intelligence is an immutable law of nature only equal minds can be accorded equal authority without doing violence to this law is woman man's intellectual peer entitled to share equally with him the wardship of this world the simple fact that for thousands of years man has been able to hold her in that state of subjection of which her attorneys so bitterly complain is sufficient answer to this question is proof positive that he is as much her superior mentally as physically this sounds unchivalrous but she will please remember that her attorneys insist that this cause be tried solely upon its merits brute force does not rule the world if it did the lion or elephant would be creation's lord and the ethiop and the red indian drive the caucasian into the waste places of the earth or reduce him to slavery knowledge is power brain not brawn is master throughout the world had all eve's fair daughters been blessed with more than masculine strength their position would have been practically the same they would have sung lullabies to the little ones adorned themselves and dreamed of love and love's conquests while their brothers founded empires subdued the forces of nature and measured the stars and both sexes would have been well content as they have ever been 
despite the protests of self-constituted reformers of the order established by the infinite man is creation's lord de facto and de jure the immutable laws of nature make his sovereignty both a privilege and a duty the voice of prophecy proclaims him king he wears his crown by divine ordination and right of conquest woman was created to be an help meet unto man not his co-ruler it matters not whether genesis be fact or fiction that such was her destiny she has proven by fulfilling it whatever rights and privileges she enjoys must be man's free gift man asserts his position woman can but ask to share the fruits of his victories these he can divide with her but he could not if he would share with her his sovereignty his power because he cannot endow her with his judgment his mental vigor his courage and enterprise whether he wills it or not man must perforce remain the master of the world god's sole vice-regent on this earth in very few civilized countries does man manifest such opposition to the enfranchisement of woman many favor it heartily and those who object do so chiefly on the ground that woman does not want it let a majority of the women in any state of the american union ask enfranchisement and it will be accorded them let them unite in demanding any particular legislation and it will be enacted let them ask any possible thing whatsoever of their husbands and brothers and it will not be denied them woman does not demand the ballot because her interest centers in her home rather than her country because she shrinks from responsibility because she knows that she may safely trust her destiny to those who would die for her paradoxical as it may appear woman is at once the subject and the sovereign of man his inferior and superior mentally and physically his inferior in strength she is his superior in beauty woman is the paragon of physical perfection it is small wonder that the simple people of bygone days believed that gods and angels became enamored of the daughters of men and left heaven to bask in their sunny smiles the mental differences of the sexes correlate with the physical woman's mind is not so comprehensive her intellect not so strong as that of man but it is of a finer texture what it lacks in vigor it gains in subtlety if the mind of man is a coreless engine throbbing with resistless strength and energy that of a woman is a geneva watch by which the mightier machine is regulated occasionally a woman enters the field of masculine endeavor and keeps pace with the strongest but such cases are rare exceptions the women who have really taken high rank in art or literature 
may be counted on the fingers of one hand, and those who have achieved anything remarkable in the field of invention, science, or government upon the fingers of the other. It is not good that man should be alone, and it would not be did he, like Cadmus' soldiers, spring full-grown from the earth. Man is the brain, woman the heart of the human race. She is the color and fragrance of the flower, the bright bow in the black or hanging firmament of life, the sweet cord that makes complete the human diapason. If woman is kept in a state of subjection, as those who are trying to drag her into court and force her to file a bill of grievances against her companion assert, she is certainly the proudest of earthly subjects. If she is a slave, she is bound with chains of her own forging, and wears them because she wills it. In obeying the rules, in serving, she leads captive her captor. Really, she is the autocrat of earth, the power behind the throne, the ruler of those who rule. In all life's battles, woman's love is man's chief incentive, his greatest guerdon of victory. For woman he bears his bosom to every peril, braves every danger. It is for her that he subdues the elements and searches out the hidden treasures of earth. For her that he measures the stars and determines the procession of the planets. For her that he fills the world with art and luxury. For her that he is a creative god rather than a destructive demon. Woman is with us, but not of us. She is in very truth but little lower than the angels, and we should not drag her down to our level under pretense of lifting her to greater heights. Give to her every possible advantage, open to her every calling and profession that she cares to enter, accord her all she asks, not grudgingly but cheerfully, but do not force upon her rights she does not want, duties she would shun, and which that beneficent God, who gave her to us to civilize and humanize us, destined for our own strong hands. End of chapter 10 The Woman Thou Gavest Me